0: Welcome to the Art Friend Show. Here's an artist you're gonna love to know. Hi, this is the Art Friend Show. I'm your host, Anamika Hopps. I live in Portland, Oregon, and I'm an artist and an encourager and mentor to other artists. Today we have a very special guest. Leah is one of my dear friends, and I can't wait for you to meet her, to glimpse her work, and to learn more about her story. It's a huge honor for me to help friends like Leah show up and be a little bit more visible. So Leah, I'm gonna invite you in right now. Hi, Leah, we did it! Yay! You're in the live! Welcome to the Art Friend Show. Oh, thanks so much for having me. So fun. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm so excited for people to get to meet you and see your work and hear your story. Can you just tell everyone your full name, where you live, and then show us some of your work? Yeah, for
1: sure. Um, my name is Leah Samor. I live in Portland, Oregon, um, and my work is just really inspired by nature, uh, uh, so I have some of my sketchbooks um, just to share uh, from walks. Um, this is one I just pulled up. Let's see. Yes. Oh, my goodness. It's an apple blossoms and figs. And what I've been playing with a lot right now um, is taking the sketch the sketches that I do in my book and trying to learn how to do them on Procreate. So I had pulled up. So I dropped that sketch in to Procreate and then played with turning it into- like Can a, I see
0: that for another minute? Yeah. So you, you brought your sketch into this um, Procreate program and then you're playing with gorgeous colors.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. Cause I find it easier to sketch ideas, you know, manually like on paper, but then um, it's been so fun playing with digitizing uh, from from my sketchbooks
0: yeah and yesterday I should tell everyone yesterday Leah you taught me how to use that program on the iPad and we did a whole design together and and you were telling me you didn't necessarily identify as like a super tech fluent or like that that felt like your wheelhouse but it was really really empowering for me to learn from you and to see how easily navigate through it so thanks again for that private lesson that was really fun doing that together (laughs) yeah (laughs) we live just across the same neighborhood from each other so it's it's a real treat so can we see some more of your art yeah for sure um so
1: something i've been trying to do really since covid um i've been so bad about being too precious about Mm -hmm. my like working on one painting for weeks at a time. And um, I think it was hanging out with you girls really taught me just practice over product. Like, just put the pen to paper and keep making. So I'll show you some sketchbooks and you can just tell me when to stop. Um, Okay,
0: I won't. (laughs) No, I promise. I I just want to see them all and y'all are going to love this.
1: I feel like a um, preschool teacher with my book here. (laughs) So these are... um, (laughs) from um hikes were just things that inspired me on the hike oh amazing and line. yeah and then we're getting
0: whoa so- wait a second can I see that dog again
1: yes <laughs> we had an adventure into a uh, puppy it did not work out for us but I have this little record of it <laughs> yeah yeah um, and then playing with watercolor and micron pens.
0: Gorgeous. Oh, my goodness.
1: Camping adventures. Road to Canada. It's so fun, like, doing stuff from your life, too, because then when you're looking back on it, it almost has, like, a journal quality, too, like mm-hmm. where you remember, you know, where you were or, or what was happening. yeah. Um,
0: and yeah. you still you grew up in Canada, yeah? Uh, I didn't. My mom. Oh, is oh, I'm sorry. Your mom. Your I'm I'm. Now I'm embarrassed. I got that wrong. But we're gonna catch up right in this moment about that. Your mom is Canadian, okay?
1: My mom is Canadian. She was a traveling nurse in the '70s and moved to Arkansas for a job. So okay. that's where. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, updating place. Yeah. Um, these were sea holly in a neighbor's yard. I didn't know what they were called at the time, but I just loved them. They just are such interesting shapes. Um a neighbor's Sill in there. Wow. Aren't
0: her house plants amazing. <laughs> um yeah, but also your your drawing and painting of them is really phenomenal. Look at that. Thank you. You have a, re- a great, oh, here's another, a really incredible command of value contrast, meaning like the relative difference of dark versus light, the way that you're having like the full spectrum in these pictures. Look at that, like look at that, how much the darkness brings forth. And I noticed that in that plant painting too.
1: Yeah, so that just doing it on paper, you know, where there's just no pressure um, has been a really good way to just keep keep moving this was from national geographic talking about the bison coming back and i'm so excited <laughs>
0: gorgeous
1: the, oh. wow. those and the crows that are all around our
0: portland <laughs> that's so beautiful beautiful so one thing i really love wait can i fan out about your painting for a second can we look at the crow because <laughs> one thing you do in a lot of your paint so a lot of your um you know, uh, fully rendered paintings that are not in a sketchbook are like loaned out right now on display in two different places. But we can see in here, one thing that you do that I really enjoy in your paintings is see those, your brushwork and the way you take those white highlights in the tree and they go all directions. There's such a sense of movement and it's, it's a really, um, it's particular to you. It's part of your visual voice, and I I see it like when I walk into the preschool and I see that big painting you did of Selwood Park. There's just this. There's this really unique Leah style that I I enjoy, and I see it here in the way you painted the tree, um, and, and wanted to point it out.
1: Thank you, Mika. It's weird when you're doing your own art how like you don't or I don't always feel like I have a voice like a cohesive voice. So mm-hmm. that's really. But um, I feel like the more putting pen to paper, like that's that's where the voice comes through, right? Just mm-hmm.
0: practice of doing it, <laughs> which can be that's hard. <laughs> being incredibly prolific. I mean, we used to, we had this, you know, somewhat brief because of the pandemic, but really rich chapter of working in the same studio together, and you would you would you would really just get to work. Like you would work on multiple paintings sometimes you you've been very prolific ever since I've seen you even when life handed you a lot of other things to do for a, for a bit there in the pandemic i saw the consistency and so i'm so excited you're you're sharing your art and, and showing it all over town right now
1: thank you mhm i uh, well it's funny i'm talking to you from my dining room table cuz this is kind of like where i make most of my art like i don't have a devoted studio space but I'm like, if you just have a sketchbook and a pen, like you can make like, it's just kind of lowering the barriers to making. Um, And the one trick I've been trying is just setting a 15 minute timer, like on days or nights when I'm tired and I'm just, I don't feel like it, you know? I'm like, I'll just sketch for 15 minutes. And if I'm
0: done after that, I can just stop. But you never are, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. So you're giving yourself that prompt And then, yeah, if you manage to get over the barriers of I'm too tired or I'm too grouchy or whatever and into that flow state, then it's actually pretty fun. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's weird. It's like a switch goes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's amazing. So typically, I'm doing these interviews like a bit about the present moment, what you're working on, and then. A bit of your backstory like is there anything you want to share about how you came into the art you're making now or your experience making art in the past
1: yeah totally i mean you're a huge piece of that story um because pursuing art in my childhood was really discouraged like that's not a real career path that kind of thing and i didn't know anybody who was doing it for a career so it's like my brain my, my brain didn't know it just didn't see that as an option um, but then with the advent of the internet, um, I found you on Instagram and, you know, other artists like you who were doing it as a career and my brain just exploded. Um, so the opportunity to get to be in the same studio as you was life changing, literally, uh, to be around of <laughs> creative women that still are just feeding my soul. Like it changed everything being like, no, if this is a piece of me, like I need to embrace that.
0: I literally just got like full body chills, like remembering you walking up for the first time, and yeah, yeah, dude, you've always been super rad. It's been really fun to watch you start to see that too. <laughs> 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 I know you always knew it, but you know what I mean. Like, you're <laughs> it's, it's
1: <laughs> to think that I didn't even—I mean, I knew there were artists like gallery, you know. I don't know, like I just thought it was some up echelon separate from just normal life, like that if I were an artist, then I couldn't do it kind of thing. Like
0: Fully. I mean, I, I've been a complete nerd about art my entire life, like interviewing muralists in middle school for my project, doing this my entire life, and I still find out new ways that people are making art, that people are making their way to make a living through art. I, you know, like even... Even me, who has been encouraged my whole life to do this, I didn't know I could do it, right? I went into, like, healthcare after college for a bit before, like, right. oh, I'm wrestling my way back. And there's this, there's there's a lot of need for these conversations to be out in the open. How do artists make a living? Um, you know, as uh, one guest, uh, Karina Buckold said, like, 30 different ways <laughs> that she's made a living. Oh, I artists. love that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I am grateful for our self-represented, um, you know, art brands and our, our more like public platforms to be able to really shine the light into how the many, many ways we can do this and also how there is so much meaning in practicing art for ourselves, for our communities, and or for making a living or all three, right. you know?
1: Yeah, that there's not just one way to be living that out because it's like for anybody who wants to create there's that little spark inside you you know
0: like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: gotta embrace it well it'll burn you up (laughs) if you don't I mean it's kind of irritating I don't know about you but sometimes I I've joked with like new people I've met that I've ruined my life a few times because I just have to and that's a that's a very dramatic thing to say but the (laughs) sense of like having to, I have to do this in some form in some shape or form it's it's like intricately linked with identity it's intricately linked with a sense of aliveness yeah. and so even when I've had other jobs and other chapters of life I've, I've had this in, in burning need to create and so I think that it's it's really cool to watch you do it and step into it and navigate it through you know raising your kids in the pandemic and all the other thing, your your current career exploration, um, because it, it it either lights us up or kind of burns us up. <laughs> like, and then hopefully there's kind of this like tending the flame and you know working with it that gives us a lot of power and light and joy. But um, if you've got the spark, you, you gotta attend to it. I think.
1: Yes. Oh, that's so good, Mika. <laughs> okay,
0: well, we'll we'll work with that. I think we could get that into more of a nutshell. <laughs> but yeah. So tell us a little bit about, because right now you also, y'all should know that Leah is incredibly powerful and she came over the other day and first of many hundreds of things that I've figured out I'm capable of since leaving my marriage and she, I had this rototiller and I wanted to rototill my yard. Leah's like, we can just start that thing up. And she's like cranking the motor and then just YouTubing it. We YouTube it and we watch this video and we just get this rototiller started and, and Leah's super strong. She walks around and, and we both had the best time um, mm-hmm. with these huge whirling blades <laughs> chopping up my yard. But you now work with a crew that is mostly um, not women. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing professionally in addition to your art right now?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I'm still always trying to figure out like how the pathway for my art as well, um, but during the pandemic, I was spending so much time in the yard and just was realizing how much joy that brings me as well. And how much I just wanted to learn everything. Like up until then, it's like, I always appreciated plants and was drawing them, but I never had that spark of like, I want to know like how this works. Like, uh, and I, uh, uh, did a little research and, uh, PCC has a landscape technology program. So I was like, well, I'll just take a few classes and, you know, see what's up. So I took soil and plant nutrition and I was just hooked like instantly, like starting to learn about how, how everything in life just works together. And then there's just this infinite amount to know about different species and how they interact with birds and bees. And I don't know Uh long way of saying that I've just continued to take classes in that program. And I did a internship on a tree planting and establishment team, um, at the start of this year that turned into a job. So that's been exciting. It's the first, um, like paid job I've had since leaving the workforce to stay home with my kids. And so it's, it's funny going back after 10 years, like showing up at a certain time and, you know, working an hour shifts and, but it's been so good. I have so much physical energy and just love being outside. So, um, I'm just curious how, like, all I'm learning is going to inform my art practice. Like, I want to find where the intersects. That's kind of where, where I'm at right now as I'm learning more about trees and all plants. Yeah. But. So
0: you're pulling 10-hour shifts, planting trees, driving a truck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Draw- drawing and painting, parenting, speaking your voice. It's awesome. What, what do you see? What do you see? What glimmer do you see about your art that could be in the forefront for you? It could be coming next.
1: Um, yeah. So I was doing a little research on like environmental art, like art that kind of brings a focus, you know, to people. Cause it's like the things that we um, notice and really like look closely at. Yeah. Then, you know, we appreciate them more and we want to protect them. And, So it's like there's just this little nugget in my head um, of wanting to use my art to bring more awareness. Like even um, I was just reading this article last night about how there's going to be $1.5 billion funneled into trees in the next 10 years, just this consciousness of the importance, the role that they play, you know. Um, And I was like, how how can my art kind of like – just bring attention to that because we, um, yeah, with this crew, we have been working with the city. Um, it's kind of like Friends of Trees, but through the city, where they they bring trees to neighborhoods that have a like don't have a canopy. Of trees. Um, but a lot of people don't want trees. Like they're like, oh, they're messy, you know. Like I don't want that in you know in front of my house. And so I was just thinking about, you know, as powerful as it is, all the things that trees do for us, you know, but not oxygen and carbon sequestration. And I mean, just the list is endless. Um, Wanting to find a way to connect my art with that passion of education around. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so I don't know what that looks like. It's like in my head, I have this vision of like giant tree paintings, you know, like of different species and like, where then you could talk about all the different things that that species does you know all the animals it feeds you know all the bugs that life it supports
0: i don't know yeah that's amazing i'm so excited for your the way it's already making connections between this this thing you're very interested in and, and how informative it is to our climate crisis and our micro communities i mean just even like the microclimate of a neighborhood with a tree canopy versus not, and then your ability to think visually and to draw and to communicate with paintings and drawings. I think it's gonna it's gonna be really cool to see how you express that. Well, I'll be wanting
1: all your feedback on how to find that path. I feel like that's- Yeah. So it's about a creative community, um, like getting feedback from other creatives as you're like trying to put the pieces together.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I've seen you do a lot of personal work where you're observing, you know, something that you've seen or a a photo that you've collected. And so you're very observant already. And then some of your client work, you've done commissions for people and they have such an evocative sense of like love. And to me, like nostalgia, when you're painting, for example, you do these type of portraits that are really pictures of, people's kids in the distance with like a lot, like on a hike or, or a memory. There are these, these gorgeous memories. And I'm wondering if there's, because I think emotion has a lot of ability to, to become compelling in storytelling. And so mm-hmm. you have that. And I'm, I'm curious, like there's a way to, to draw or paint the, the message on behalf of like, even the organization you're working for now um to so that it has that sense of like love and and um treasuring in it um I don't I don't know what the image is but I already know you have those skills Mm. so just yeah yeah thank you maybe it's just doing commissions for and and maybe you're like I don't want to do commissions so you can just ignore my unsolicited brainstorming yeah (laughs) but maybe instead of doing commissions for people or in addition to doing commissions for people's families, perhaps it's like thinking of it as doing commissions for nonprofits or, or for agents. You know, for these organizations that are doing work on behalf of trees, because it's a similar process where you're helping to illuminate visually a message or a memory or a or a future like vision that they want to they want to communicate. Yeah. Totally. Yes. <laughs> as like a bang and poster for the tree campaign or you know something like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. <sighs> Ooh, I'm just gonna be mulling that over. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's so fun. Okay, so um any other fun facts or things you want to share before we wrap this one up? It's been oh where can people see your work right now if they happen to be in the Portland metro area. Yeah. Um
1: so this cute little restaurant up in Northeast, Fresh Love. Um, I've got some bigger paintings there, uh, and I'm—they are all available for sale. If you like any of them, please <laughs> take them home. Bye. paintings um, yeah. big- I did um, back when we were in the studio together, the artichokes. Um, yes. And, uh, uh, and then here in our neighborhood in Selwood, um, at this lovely little restaurant called the Bottle Shop.
0: Have you been there, Mika? I have not i don't think i've been there oh, but yeah. marty saw a show i need to go yes. let's yeah. go let's go on a friend date there yes 100 okay.
1: a great. little patio on these beautiful days it's a great place to hang out um, but i have some paintings up there too landscapes there um, and also
0: all available <laughs> and you have your frames can you tell us about the frames for your work yes, yes. yeah um so
1: my husband rogelio has gotten into woodworking in the past
0: i want to say like
1: four years like he's kind of taken over the whole garage with this hobby just fully obsessed and at first i was like he took over the garage and then when i was like hey what do you think about making frames for my paintings and he was like yes that'd be awesome uh now i'm now i'm okay about him (laughs) taking up so much space with the tools because they're just really beautiful um he de- I actually I don't know the technical term, so I'm not gonna try and <laughs>
0: pretend Yeah, like they're gorgeous handmade frames for your paint yeah. Please sorry, go ahead. Oh no, yeah, yeah, just that um
1: they're they're just beautifully crafted and really uh it's funny because all the frames I have are up at those two places right now. And we were looking at one painting, and he was like, It does they just look kinda naked now without the frame, you know, it just really finishes them off yeah. in a beautiful way. That's yeah, they- we're, we're very much opposites, but when we find something like that, where we, you know, can partner, it, it just feels so fun. Mm,
0: That's amazing. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well um, thank you so much for coming on the art friend show and for sharing with anyone who's watching now or anyone who's watching in the future. Um, Definitely follow along and go deep through her Instagram because your work is so awesome. I'm such a fan of it. And it's really fun to watch you grow in your subject matter and, you know, in your own interest and see how that comes through in the art itself. Thanks, Mika.
1: Thank you for doing this show. Um, I guess I didn't say it on here yet, but I've, I've been watching every interview. Like I'll put it on for my 15 minutes while I'm sketching. And I feel like I'm getting to hang out with other creatives and, just learning so much about how different everybody's practice looks and I've just I love that you're doing this it is so beautiful and I feel like I'm learning so much so thank you for the energy you're putting out into the world oh my
0: gosh thank you so much and the fact that you watch them absolutely thrills me because I have you know done that with shows myself and to think that we're creating another one a new one a different one at you know a conversation that I think one thing because Leah you and I have this we're really um intentional and fortunate to have cultivated a group of friends that bring out like to me I've experienced like the best of friendship it's it's the love it's the setting the bar high it's but the acceptance of all of it there's not really like the gossip or competitiveness that um can it's be found. So, yeah it's it. like I think we're taking the culture of friendship into this like niche of art and putting it through the energy of this show and I'm just so psyched. I can't tell you how like on purpose I feel like I'm living by doing this show. It's like it's made it's helped me it's helped me completely like come through the deepest despair of the divorce and into my own light and power and into this sense of like, I know where I'm going now. I'm supposed to do this show and teach art friend school, keep mentoring artists and making my own art and like it can be that simple. So yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It's day 66 in a row. <laughs> so I have like, it's starting to dawn on me that I have like 34 days to figure out how this, this particular challenge wraps up. And by then I'm expecting myself to have a real YouTube show and a podcast. So I, I've got work to do this month. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on and lending your energy to it. And I'll have you back on the, 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 as it keeps going, and um, have a beautiful rest of your day. You too. Thanks okay. so much, Mika. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. I'd love to have you inside of Art Friend School, where we go deeper into these topics. Follow the link that's in the show notes, or find it on my website at onamika.com.